truth hurts, the truth hurts, so you about to feel pain, and I gotta do work, God said I gotta do work, cause it's off with the name, savage truth, savage truth, it's the savage truth, the savage truth. Welcome to the Savage Truth. I am Pastor Roy Dockery. And whether you're joining us on the podcast, if you got early access to this video on Patreon, or if you're checking it out because you saw the prompt and the notification that new information has dropped in the Discord, just want to thank you for joining us. And even if you're, you know, if you're a regular listener and this got downloaded to your podcast playlist, and so you're listening to it on your way to work, on your train ride, on your plane ride, um, Thank you for tuning in. We thank you for your continued support, sharing the content, engaging with the content, dropping your comments, um, and and asking your questions. So, you know, I've been married for almost 15 or for over 15 years now, um, and we're a relatively young couple to be married that that long, right? Um, especially in our current age, people get married a lot older. I turned 40 in 2022, and I've already been married for 15 years. We have three children, um, and we have a very healthy marriage, a very healthy relationship. So, People who spend time around us, excuse me, anyone who's been in close proximity to us, right? Like, you know, they, they see the way that we interact. They see the way that we love each other. And then, you know, kind of like with the way that Jesus said, the way that you love one another would make people ask what they must do to be a disciples. When people say the way that we love, see the way that we love each other, people ask, what are you doing in your marriage? So I have a book that honestly, I started the outline of the book, like within eight months of us getting married, right? And it was called The Four F's of a Peaceful Marriage. And I wrote this outline and I was telling my wife and I'm like, I think God's given me some, 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 some pointers here. God's given me some framework. And I think if we apply this, our marriage will be happy. And I want to share this with the world. And then my brain was like, but you've been married for eight months. No one's going to listen to you. So how about you get some, how about you apply your foundation, right? You are your own test case and see if it works. So 15 years later, here we are, happy, peaceful, healthy marriage, um, and we were applying those four Fs. So we'll talk about those four Fs at a different time, because I know this is YouTube and everybody wants a quick answer, right? Y'all don't want to go through four Fs and chapters of a book. Um, and, you know, like our, you know, we do couples counseling, premarital, postmarital counseling, um, and we use these four Fs to navigate people through asking some real questions, having some savage truth discussions around, do you want to be together? Are you really committed to this, right? Like, are you in alignment? Do you want to walk in the same direction? But if out, out of all the couples that we've counseled, out of all the people that we've talked to, out of all the, you know, the, the individuals that I've mentored who happen to be married, I think there is one essential thing that if people can manage this, if people are aware of it, if people are alert about it, I can give you one thing to avoid, one thing, one, I know how y'all are, right? Like, let me go, let me go over here. Let me go over here. I know how y'all are. I know y'all don't like multiple steps, right? I know y'all be on, you know, on YouTube looking for the, for the shortcuts, looking for the quick ways. So I'm going to give in a little bit and I'm going to give you one. I'm normally people, you got to take the whole class. You got to do the whole six week, you know what I mean? <laughs> Counseling session to get this piece of information. But I think it's so important. I think it's so vital that I'm going to give it to you now. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it to you. So what I want you to understand that in marriage, if you can manage to put into context this one thing, you can you can you you can be helped, right? You you can get a solid foundation. You can recover some things. You can reconcile some things. You can redeem some things. So you go. You got to listen. Are you ready? Okay. Now now I'm just making an anticipation build because I know you're you're a captive audience at this point, right? So the one thing that I would recommend that you do, the one thing that you need to understand 
in marriage is that you do not, you cannot, you should not compete. Do not compete. Do not compete. Right? We live in a society where there's a where, where, where there's a battle going on between genders. There's a battle for gender equality. There's a battle for gender identity. There's there's a there's a battle for power, right? Because men in masculine societies have, have abused power. That misogyny has reigned supreme, right? Racism has reigned supreme. There's a lot of systems that have been oppressing people. We we get it. We all get it. But in the concept of a family. The problem is, is we're bringing some of that into our household and it's causing us to compete when God created the family structure to be fruitful and to multiply, right? The point of a, the, the point of a competition is not collaboration. The point of a competition is victory and credit, right? And accolade, right? You, you want to be above, you want to be greater than. Right. Like marriage is equitable. Marriage is you bring something to the table. I bring something to the table and we build, not I bring everything to the table and you clean my table. Right. (laughs) Um, Because you're here to serve me. And that happens with men and women. I've seen it in both regards, depending on who makes the most money. Right. So don't jump on me now. I'm not just talking about housewives. I know I have a stay at home wife. But my wife is the CEO of the Dockery Corporation um, and is more valuable than almost, you know, than I am, which means she's also more valuable based on what she do than most of y'all. And anybody who has a stay at home wife, we all know we can't afford them because they are too valuable. Um, So so with that, you see that that juxtaposition. But the thing about our society is that our society from an early age, right, conditions this this idea of competition. Right. That we've got to have, you know, if, you, if you've got to have the newest, you've got to have the best, you've got to be the fastest, you need to be the smartest. Um, we don't really garner a, a, a like a social construct or framework around collaboration. Right. Like we push people into sports. We do competitive sports. We do competitive artistic stuff. You can draw. Cool. Let me put you in a drawing contest and compete and have you compete against other people who draw. You love math. Cool. Let me put you in a math league and let you compete against other people who do math so you can prove you're better at math than them. Right. Or like, oh, you love to spell. Let me put you in a spelling bee and stress you out as a seven year old and give you an ulcer trying to spell words you will never use in a regular sentence to prove that you're really smart. Right. There's this source of or this this ethos, right? There's this social ethos of competition that we keep pulling into our marriages. So one of the things that I have everyone do, right? And I, and I constructed it just after having these conversations is I have a non-compete agreement. For anybody in business, right? You deal with non-disclosure agreements, you deal with non-compete agreements, you deal with confidential information, um, you know, association, uh, you know, the documents and, and all of this other stuff. But I created a non-compete agreement for couples, right? That basically says we will not compete. Don't compete to be the coolest parent. Don't compete to be the strictest parent. Don't compete to be the most giving parent. Don't don't compete to be the, the best grandkid. Don't compete to be the, the best host, right? Don't compete to be the best friend. Don't compete to be the best gift giver, right? I've seen that. I've seen people in marriage who are freaking out because they keep one outdoing one another and giving gifts. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says outdo one another in showing kindness, <laughs> right? Like, but then it's the one up. Like, I remember my, you know, I got my, I had a flash mob for my wife one year for her birthday because my wife loves musicals. 
So I hired an entire dance company and she walked into a restaurant and the whole restaurant broke out in 90s themed, you know, hip hop jams on the, and it was, and it was dope. But then like my wife got me like lunch at the Ritz Carlton in DC with Michael Eric Dyson. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't a matter of competing. It was just like, she really appreciated that. I really appreciated her. And we're not doing that year after year. Cause by this point, like what I got to do, like, I mean, I'd have to be taking her to go meet Lin-Man Manuel for breakfast you know what I'm saying? In Paris somewhere, if we just kept one-upping. Like, it's not about competition. It's about being genuine. It's about loving each other. And it's about trying to be fruitful and multiply, not just multiply. Having children is multiplying humanity. You make more versions of humans. But being fruitful is doing something that's beneficial. Bring, being fruitful is something that's manifesting and bringing forth. And I would say as Christians, right, that's manifesting the fruit of the Spirit, that we're showing peace, gentleness, kindness. Like, have you ever been around married couples that don't exude gentleness, patience, kindness, mercy, joy towards each other, love towards each other? Because it's competitive. Somebody's always trying to be always trying to be right. The wife is always correcting the husband. The husband's always correcting the wife, right? Like, like one's trying to garner more favor with the kids than the other one, right? One's harsher on the children than the other one. Like you kind of pin one, one parent's pinning the other parent against the kids or the kids against the parents. And like, there's this competition. And then I see it get transferred, right? It gets transferred to the kids. So then the kids start competing, right? And the kids are competing for attention. The kids are competing for love. But that's because competition exists in the structure of your family and you're leading by an example that you don't know you're setting. Right? Like you make, you know, people make ridiculous agreements. Like, okay, well, you know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't come to mutual agreements on vacations. It's the, the competition is whoever has the most, like whoever's bringing in the most revenue gets to pick the vacation spot. Whoever's bringing in the most money is the one who gets to determine what kind of car that we drive, right? Like there isn't a lot of collaborative stuff because people like to have a winning edge in something, right? Like, like I've, and, I've, and I've heard things like this, so I'm not making it up. And I know it's probably, you know, maybe it's not common. It's not everywhere, right? I see people compete when they have their own bank accounts. So I've, I heard couples talk, be like, well, I don't know what you're doing, but I got my money. That is competition. There is no your money. There is no my money. There's our money, even if it's in different bank accounts, even though personally, I don't believe in different bank accounts. I have multiple bank accounts, but my wife is aware of all of them. My wife has access to all of them. My wife has access to my email. My wife can reset my passwords if she wants to, right? Because there's no competition. I'm not trying to, my wife hasn't worked in 10 years. Like how would that have worked? It took a lot of trust for my wife to decide to stay home and leave her career where she had, she actually at the time had the potential to make more money than me as a physical therapist than I did as an E4 in the Navy. Um, but she stayed home because she wanted to do that for our family. And then her now supporting me, right? I'm able to make more income as one person than we would have made as four, right? So um, because I was able to commit to that, but we weren't competing. We were complimenting each other. She took care of our family. She took care of me. She motivated me. She's, you know what I mean? Like she, she encourages me. She's had my back, my A1, my day one, you know what I'm saying? And now that's paying dividends, but that's because we weren't competing, right? Like I see too many people competing. And, and when you, and when you just think about competition, think about, I mean, even in, in, even in relationships, even when it comes to sex, are you competing in the bedroom or are you, are you coming in, right? And trying to have a mutually beneficial, like brothers, are you trying to beat it up? Are you trying to beat it down? You know, I'm sorry. I know some of y'all have y'all kids watch this, but these are conversations I hear grown men have who are Christian that like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? I, I, I shut her up. Like, no, that's competition, bro. That's not love. You know what I'm saying? 
Like when you have a discussion, are you just trying to win the argument? The reason it's called a win because you're competing with opinions, right? You're trying to win the argument. You're not trying to understand the other person. You're not trying to. Um, you're not trying to really have a a deeper um a, a deeper you know conversation um a, you know a pool of meaning as they talk about in crucial conversations that I did a video on. If you hadn't seen it, go watch that because if you're competing in your marriage, you definitely need to have some crucial conversations. But Stop competing, right? There is no, there is no victor. There is no, there is no score. There is no, right? Like we are on one team. It's not even one team. The two of you became one flesh. You are one person, right? Any victory that she has, y'all have together. Any victory that he has, y'all have together. Anything that you've earned, we have earned. Anything that you've accomplished, we've accomplished. So there is no competition, Right. Like I've seen people, you know, like somebody will be doing something at work and the husband will uh, 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 do something good or the wife will do something good. And people be like, huh, huh, I mean, what you going to do, player? You know what I'm saying? She making you she making you look bad. Why are we encouraging competition within marriages? Like why if you know why if somebody's wife makes more money than them is are there male friends and even other females around them trying to encourage them now to be the primary income earner? It doesn't matter how much money she makes. I know people who have wives that make more money than them, but the husband still pays the mortgage, he still pays the bills, and he maintains the lifestyle for their family. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Because they're not competing, right? That means they can take some dope vacations. That means they can probably pick up some extracurricular activities for their kids. Because when they're doing it together, it's not a matter of you're doing better. It's we are doing well. When there is no you and I, when it's just we, right? Because again, from a Christian perspective, the two of you plus God, the three of you, should be one, <laughs> right? So, you know, man, woman, God, that is the definition of marriage to me, right? So when the three of you together become one, right? And from a, um, you know, from a Christian perspective, like, then, then that's what you're doing and you're carrying that forward. So like, that is your that is your relationship, right? That is your that is your that is your goal. And I think this applies to anybody, even if you're not Christian. I don't care. You know what I mean? Because I love people and I want to see people be happy. I don't want to see people's families um right suffer the negative consequences of having parents um and having a household that's built around competition and trying to one up each other or trying to um or trying to to best one another. But if you want to do one thing, one thing that can change your marriage that can change the way that you look at your wife, that can change the way you look at situations and finances and intimacy and everything. Stop competing. Stop competing. Stop competing. I know the world tells us there's a battle of the sexes. I know the 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 red pill crew and toxic masculinity and feminism and and all of this other stuff is telling us that we should be at each other's throats. But that is not how God designed us. Yes, men had power and they abused it. Yes. Women have been oppressed, right, and, and put in, um, un, uh, you know, in, in, in imbalance and inequitable situations. Yes, that's true. It's also true of black people. It's also true of Native Americans. It's also true of Asians in internment camps, right? It's true because in society, in humanity, in all of history, there will always be people who have power who will choose to oppress people who do not. That's just what it is, okay? Let's process it move on, right? Like it's, it's a reality. It's still happening right now, right? <laughs> it's still happening right now. People in power oppress people who don't. Um, so that's just the reality, but we can't bring that competition into our families. Our children need to see collaboration. Our children need to see fruit, um, uh, you know, that, 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 that it's fruitful multiplicity, not just 
creating more little people, not just having babies, not just having more kids, um, but being fruitful in that your marriage, the way that you love one another, the way that you, um, the way that you, you function, the way that you engage, the way that you argue, the way that you, um, the way that you resolve conflict is just overwhelmingly showing the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So I hope that is helpful for you. Like I said, that's one tip I can give you. And that one tip was more than 15 minutes. So I hope you listen. I hope you learn. And I hope you stop competing. If anybody wants a copy of the non-compete agreement and you're still here, go to my website, go to roydockery.org. It's also in the description box below. Check out the contact form, email me and say, hey, I want a copy of that non-compete agreement. I will send you the non-compete agreement that we use for uh, for couples counseling. So thank you for joining me on today. Um, thank you for watching the video. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for checking this out early if you're seeing it on Patreon. Um, and yeah, thank you for your support. Share the video, like the video, do all of that stuff you're supposed to do in the social media space that I don't exist in. And I love y'all. Um, and I'm going to bring back something I used to say. Please don't judge Christ by Christians. Judge Christ by Christ. Let him be the example of his own gospel. All right. God bless y'all. Peace out. They keep asking who I am. I just tell them I'm a Christian. Occupation, a description. I just tell them I'm a Christian. Nationality, ethnicity. I tell them I'm a Christian. Keep the hyphens and divisions.